I mean, honestly, it might be a defensive mechanism because if she walks into the video game store by herself, she'll get harassed by the guy at the counter. And action. Hello. Welcome to the Brainworms podcast, your ASMR podcast of the week. I'm Joe. I'm Chris. <clears throat> and uh, I'm a crude copy of David, I guess. Oh, yeah, about that. Um, you see, listeners, I don't know why I'm talking like an asshole. David was uh, was secreted away across the border to Canada for a top-secret mission for the government. So we had to get his uh, his clone out of carbon freeze. Hopefully that works out. But if not, then we can always just put him in the incinerator and make a new one. Don't even worry about it. Don't even I prefer that it. we don't talk about it at least. This it's it's just as bad as like the the golem story. <laughs> Which one? Is so many of them. Is there? Uh, yeah. 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 There's the a original movie. myth or the original like, myth. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, there's a movie from like the 1920s that got True. A, a redo in the 1960s, and I think it got redone again in the 90s. Uh, today we're going to be talking. We're going to we're going to delve back into the worlds of Power series because I know how much you loved uh, the Adventures of Justin. <laughs> Solid Justin. <laughs> <laughs> Brief rehash in case you're new here. The Nintendo, the Worlds of Power series are novelizations of Nintendo games written in the early 1990s to basically cash in on the success of video games and the fact that no one was reading books because your kids weren't reading books because they were playing video games. And for some reason, all of these books are bad. They're not good, well-written books, and they're fun to make fun of, so let's do it. But before we do that, if you enjoy this stupid content, and if you enjoy our crude David clone that we made out of bits of hair and and bubble gum that David spit out, then you know, give us give us some money on the Patreon to make a new clone, and eventually we'll just have an army. Um, of... You know, actually, Joe, better idea. If uh-huh. the listeners like this David clone better than David, we could have them have a fight to the death. To oh, see who should who should have the right to exist. It's true. I was programmed for a lot of violence, so I don't know <laughs> if that's a good idea. What I'm saying is, is that you might end up losing the original if you do that, because you know. But I, I feel like you're both pretty interchangeable. That's it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be uh, upset about that. I'm just gonna <laughs> just gonna act like I'm a separate entity with my own thoughts and. My own dreams, aspirations. <laughs> you keep thinking that. It's okay. It's okay, listeners. We all are. We all are. We're all Free individual. not an illusion. It's fine. So are you excited about the adventure we're getting ready to go on? Depends. Which game is it based on? Castlevania. Simon's Ooh. Quest. It's an important and thing. It's Simon's Quest. Simon's it's not Quest, the right. original. And this is interesting, the because and, and I didn't expect this. the The Metal Gear story was just it's Metal Gear, badly adapted for nine year olds. It's fine. The Simon's Quest writer, uh, ba, 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 Christopher Howell, 
made a different choice. In in this story, a a video game playing child is pulled into the world of Castlevania. Which I would assume means that he immediately dies, especially Which if it's I, I would Simon's assume quest. that too. Yeah. No, no, so you, you guys got the wrong idea. He gets pulled in and he's like, oh, radical. And then he gets on a <laughs> skateboard and, and grinds on Dracula. It is the 90s, yeah. And I, I guess I imagine that there's random fruit drinks splashing all over the place. Is that, mm. yeah, is that yeah, part yeah, of it yeah. as well? And Doritos. Doritos. <laughs> Doritos everywhere. And very brightly colored, uh, terrible jackets. I think that's yeah, yeah. big, big windbreakers. Well, sit back and uh, prepare yourselves for Worlds of Power, Castlevania, Simon's Quest. And what was the author's name again? Christopher Howell. Christopher R- Howell. Writing Thank you, sir. as... What a, what a very uh, interesting um, name to be writing uh, <laughs> Castlevania. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> writing as FX9. Because FX9. All, all of these books are published under FX9, probably for cool 90s flavor. It adds it. I'm, it does. I'm pretty impressed. Um, but also because 9 puts them closer to Nintendo on bookstore shelves. Chapter 1. Tim. It looked as though Count Dracula was going to win the battle. I will drink your spirit like cherry pop, said the Count. Excuse me? Uh, Wait, 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 wait. (laughs) Say that again. (laughs) I will drink your spirit like cherry pop. Because that's exactly what what Jackie wants. God damn it. (laughs) Like, like, has anyone ever heard of anachronism? (laughs) Like, apparently fucking not. That's fine. Look, a like, count in 1400s Transylvania would know what Cherry Pop is. Fucking and... Simon Belmont's just going to ride in on a skateboard, and he's going to have, like, baggy shorts <laughs> and, a, and a bicycle, and a bicycle, a basketball it, jersey. It would be better if it was, I will drink your spirit like extreme Cherry Pop. I think that would, that would be better. If he would have done that, then I think we could appreciate it more. Like the extreme now, flavor of Mountain Dew. Now, again, <laughs> I'm not a professional writer. I'm not a professional anything. However, wouldn't it just make more sense and take less effort to just type out, I'll drink your soul like fine wine and call it a you day? Can't, you can't. This is a children's book. They took out anything that might be controversial in these oh, books. Th- do you think that they actually had wine initially and Nintendo was like, no, no, it's alcohol. It's you can't do that. Um, if, if that happened, like, that's well, that's not unlikely, but it was Scholastic doing it. It wasn't Nintendo. Oh, oh my Nintendo my was very hands off with these books. Understandably. <laughs> like, uh, you want to just give us money to write a book about stuff that we own? Sure. It's cool. Without further ado here, so I will drink your spirit like cherry pop, said the Count, flapping his cape and showing his fangs. Yes, Simon Belmont, you will become one of my children of the night. Simon shivered with fear. They both stood upon a castle tower. Did he shiver with anticipation? Except for a cold moon in the sky, like a dead eye. 
wind chuckled softly along the battlements. The air was full of the smell of the garlic-clove necklace Simon had around his neck. No, Count Dracula, you will not drink my spirit this day, he said, snapping his thorn whip with a crack as loud as a gunshot. And by the way, it doesn't taste like cherry pop at all, so it's nothing you'd want anyway. This is really weird dialogue to... <laughs> <laughs> and and also real quick I, he, um, just based on the way this is set up I, I believe what's happening is the book is going to describe Simon being defeated and killed and then we're going to like take one layer of abstraction of the kid playing the game and getting a game over and like I fooled you spoiler alert <laughs> anyway yeah so let me be the judge of that and the vampire leapt at him. He flapped his long arms and they became wings. His gigantic teeth gleamed as the mouth opened wide, seeking to bite. No, you don't, Count Dracula, said Simon Belmont, his long blonde hair streaming in the night wind. He held up the magical item he had worked so long and hard to obtain. For I have the power of the magic crystal. And that is the one, Timothy! Simon Belmont started. Timothy Bradley, are you listening to me? Simon dropped the magic crystal. It smashed to the floor and burst into a thousand brilliant pieces. Count Dracula laughed cruelly. Ah, a vampire has no better ally than a mother. All right, so... Yeah. So first off, uh -huh. this is a an 8-bit Nintendo game. And when the magic crystal explodes, it's not a thousand brilliant pieces. It's like two. Right. <laughs> They don't have that many pixels to work with. No, no. Yeah, so. He leapt on the boy, and then the magical world of Castlevania dissolved around Tim Bradley like twinkling gossamer. No longer was he Simon Belmont, vampire hunter. Once more, he was in his boring bedroom. His mother stood in the doorway. Timothy, you've got less than ten minutes. How many times do I have to tell you? No Nintendo games in the morning. You get too wrapped up in them, and then you're late for your classes. Tim put down the joystick. Wait, what? Uh, <laughs> um, you're, Kane, you're a little older than I am. You may be able to tell me if I'm wrong. I don't recall the Nintendo Entertainment System having a fucking joystick on it. No, it's... I mean, the controller was called a joystick. Was it, though? I think so. I mean, I I had an Atari, and it yeah, actually Atari had, totally a had a joystick. Yeah, But I don't think the Nintendo... How do you get assigned to write a book about nintendo and when not you don't know anything yeah. about nintendo <laughs> i'm also confused is <laughs> timothy already sucked into the universe because no. it's reading like it is no no he's not yet or Obviously. he just has a very vivid imagination yeah I he's think. getting ready to go to school so but tim put down the joystick ah oh, gee mom i almost had count dracula again told you to stay out of my room. <laughs> I hate this family. <laughs> I hate this family. I'm running away. <laughs> Didn't you tell me that you already got the count? Judy Bradley asked, bending her frown toward the TV set. She was a pretty woman, even with her dark brown hair and curlers. She didn't look <laughs> so hot when she frowned. As a 12-year-old as a reading this Castlevania novel, do I need to know that Timothy's mom is pretty? Also, um, 
Also, Timothy, didn't you say you already got the count? Yeah, but I demand a recount! He's <laughs> <laughs> working on his speedrun strats. <laughs> I do want to... I do want to... Beating Castlevania 2 Simon's Quest was actually pretty tough because some people in the town would help you and some people in the town would lie to you and lead you into ways where you got killed. So I will say that Timothy is is a pretty good Nintendo player, even though he's using a joystick instead of a controller. <laughs> yeah, so... I mean, he's beaten it like 19 times. He's just memorized at this point. Yeah. No, I mean, that's that's basically what's going on here. But yeah, so she was a pretty woman, even with Walking her dark brown hair and colors. But she didn't look so hot when she frowned more than once, as I recall. Nineteen times, said Tim proudly, reaching up and turning off the TV set. This would have been my twentieth. Well, just use your imagination to pretend the count got staked again and run along to school, chum. Tim shook his head as he got up and began digging through a pile of comic books for his prized pair of black leather Reebok shoes. Found oh, this is product placement. I was just about to say, can you have product placement in a book? I mean, you, Stephen King loves putting like McDonald's and like, that's a you can do it. It's just weird to do in this book. It is weird. He found one of them and began to put it on. You just don't understand, Mom. I'll know I didn't win, and that's what matters. He dropped down and began to feel around under his bed for the other shoe. Oh, his, a true gamer. His hand encountered miniature model monsters and warriors, marbles, a slingshot, and finally came across the soft leather top of a tennis shoe. A slingshot? What is this, the 40s? It's Dennis <laughs> the Menace. He also has marbles. Yeah. <laughs> this is obviously an older man who is trying to grasp at straws at what a uh, 12-year-old in the 90s would just have in his room. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling that. I just, I, I feel like you should be a little more flexible in the way your brain works when you decide to become a writer. I, I don't have, all I know is, is that he definitely didn't have a slingshot or marbles under his bed, even though he's reaching around and felt them. I think that's all make-believe. I think it's just another part of this kid's delusion. So, like, the, 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 the boundary between reality and fantasy is just non-existent for Timothy. Yeah, Timothy, I think Timothy is, is overboard. I don't think, I think that he's very sick, and that's what this book's really going to dive into. Sure. Well, mothers never do understand, I suppose, said Mrs. Bradley. That's part of our job. I do understand, though, that if this happens once more, your father's going to hear about this, and whoops! There will go that allowance that keeps your nose high in the comic books. Tim slipped on the other shoe, tied it. Message received. Over, and I'm out of here. He grabbed his books and a half-eaten chocolate granola bar for breakfast and ran past his mother and down the stairs, taking them two at a time. Although he was short and he wasn't exactly varsity sports material, Tim Bradley was quick. How do you, like, open up a granola bar, eat half of it, and just like, oh, I just, I just can't. I'm, I'm, I'm done. It tomorrow. Yeah. Well, what probably happened is, is he already ate two of them and was working on a third one. It's not a bad conclusion, actually. <laughs> 
And it was just like, oh, I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'll just save it for tomorrow. Because <laughs> there's only like four of them in a box anyway. Right. Tim Bradley was quick. His friends wanted him to play pickup touch football all the time. He, however, was just as happy to exercise his finger and thumb in front of a video games. That's what it actually says. A video games? To exercise his <laughs> finger and thumb in front of a video games. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm starting to pick up what you were putting down about this writer. Yeah. <laughs> <game>. <laughs> Hello, fellow children. I'm just like you. <laughs> I'm hip. Like books, there were whole worlds he could get lost in. Zooming with fighter planes or roving through adventures with deadly ninjas. See, kids, books are just as good as video games. <laughs> you should buy more books. It'll be like having extra video games. <laughs> Tim's favorite game, however, was Konami's Castlevania. So that's, that's an obvious product placement. Yeah, yeah. He had never gotten through Bram Stoker's famous novel, Dracula. It was too darn scary. And Stephen King... Woof. Tim yeah, like I mean, fantasy playing. Don't don't read Stephen King unless you want to wind up like us. <laughs> yeah, he's twelve, and by then I had already read it. So. Oh yeah, same. But but look how you turned out. Well, since I was created in a vat. <laughs> Those were just uh, implanted memories. Yeah. Kane. We need you to feel like a human person, so that you I can do feel like a human person. Tim liked fantasy plenty, but when it came to horror books, horror films, or horror comic books, Tim's knees just turned to water. This is why he liked Castlevania so much. He could deal with Dracula there. He felt like he had control. Tim Bradley was a short 14-year-old who wore black horn-rimmed glasses just to be eccentric. He had what? dark hair and a <laughs> narrow face. What fucking 14-year-old is, is wearing hipster glasses? In the 90s. In the 90s? What? That's not a thing. Isn't it? It's it's like this writer like had a hundred sided die and he would just roll it and whatever <laughs> and then he had a table that he would reference. No, I, I think this is my guess is that this writer probably wears horn rimmed glasses. Mm-hmm. This has an and, Yeah. And I think that what he's what he's doing is is that the writer himself is mentally ill. <laughs> and I don't think that's negative that he's writing about it right um i do think that if he was a better writer it wouldn't be so obvious either that or he has horn-rimmed glasses and he wants them to not be dumb and nerdy and to come back into style so in every oh, single book he writes he, he tries to write oh, them onto him, yeah. the lead character i like it i think that's that's probably true so he just gets this kind of video game playing Bart Simpson analog <laughs> and just gives him like, no, no, he t- he's cool. And yeah. he's got, yeah, that makes sense. I get that. Marbles and a slingshot <laughs> and black horn rimmed glasses. I mean, that, that makes sense to me. There well, it is. He had dark hair and a narrow face, but it was an open and friendly face when he took off the spectacles. Tim can't Bradley see. didn't think he was good looking. He just saw himself as being pretty average, except at video games. At video games, he was a real champ. Oh my god, this is me. <laughs> As he ran to school, where he attended the 8th grade, he took a bite of his chocolate granola bar. This is one of his weaknesses. 
Not granola bars. Chocolate. If he could, he would have eaten a Hershey's Big Block for breakfast. How, how many product placements do you need? <laughs> well, I mean, I'd like to say they're not saying what kind of granola bars they are. It's true. No, but no, you know, you mentioned like a Hershey's. I would sure, I sure do wish instead of this granola bar, I was eating a Hershey's chocolate bar. Yeah, like the, the Reeboks I get because that kind of, although the, the marbles, his marbles and peg collection kind of, kind of hurts that. But, but, but the, the Reeboks <laughs> kind of put the, puts the, 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 the timeline and the character in a context. Yeah. Like, like, he's a cool nineties kid. He's got Reeboks. Yeah. It, it would be one thing if like the writer was doing it intentionally. You know, like, 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 oh, these are all things endemic of the 90s, but I, I don't, I, I don't yeah. want to give this person that much credit. Well, and like, the Hershey bar doesn't serve that purpose. He could have just called it a chocolate bar. So this is deliberate product placement. It's weird. It deliberate is. product placement. Mom compromised by buying him chocolate granolas with healthy stuff like raisins and nuts. I've never had a chocolate granola bar that had like raisins in it too. No, I could see I could see it having nuts in it. Yeah. But not it's like raisins. Chocolate chips and nuts, but but that's 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 a silly thing to be upset about. It's yeah, just and also the and also it has raisins, so it's healthy. So you can eat as many of those as you want. <laughs> well he can eat two and a half of them. <laughs> in a in a in a sitting or a run yeah. whatever he's doing with them. <laughs> Too much chocolate is bad for your complexion, Tim, she'd say. Besides, it puts on weight. Tim had a clear complexion, and he was slim, so it was hard to understand what his mother was talking about. But since he still lived at home, and would until he grew up, boy, he couldn't wait to do that. He had to do what his parents said, more or less. Anyway, he knew that chocolate wasn't good for you. He just loved it. Always had. And probably always would. Especially the gooey, rich fudge that his grandmother made that he would wash down with big glasses of cold, foamy milk. And gosh, just thinking about it made him gobble up the rest of the breakfast bar. I really, really thought he was, that he was about to say uh, that he would wash down with a refreshing Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't say like Myers milk or something yeah. like that. Also, does milk, is milk foamy? Is that appealing? Am I just missing something? I mean, I guess if you shake it, it's foamy. Or if you boil it. Maybe he's <laughs> boiling it. Because he's afraid of the germs. <laughs> <laughs> this makes sense to me. Yes, he's boiling his milk. And then I just wonder how he makes it cold again. Uh, may I, mean, I guess maybe if he could like grind up ice with milk. Oh, yeah. Maybe make, it's... Like, a foam. It's foamy because the author is so old that back in his day, they had to actually boil the milk to make sure it was safe to drink. I don't think that was ever a thing. Shut actually. up, it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that if you, before pasteurization, I think you would just drink it fresh out of a cow and be fine with it. Yep. Anyhow, if he had looked off to the right behind a large clump of juniper bushes, he would have seen a famous hero from another dimension materializing with a quiet pop. As it happened, Solid. the famous hero had come specifically to speak to none other than Timothy J. Bradley. However, the hero was so overcome by culture shock that he could only stare at the wonders about he. 
allowing Timmy, Tim Bradley to be on his way to homeroom. And then the most important part of this book. I'm mm-hmm. so excited. Game hint. It's upside down. <laughs> There's a secret path at Yuba Lake. And that's the end of chapter one. Are are we going to get like a whole section where Timothy has to explain the modern world to like um, last action hero or something? Yeah. So chapter two, Simon. Hi, Tim, said the cutest girl in junior high to Tim Bradley. Janet Morrison told me you could give me some good tips on where to get discount rates on video game cartridges. My brother's birthday is coming up, and I need to buy him a nice present. Timothy immediately wet his pants from nerves. What? A girl is talking to me? Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Well, I mean, this, this kind of plays into how Nintendo screwed themselves pretty early on in, in gaming mm-hmm. by marketing every video game to boys. Yeah. Do you, do you think that gamers in 2020 would have been less terrible if Nintendo had not tried to cultivate the stereotype? No. You don't think so? Uh, no, absolutely I do. not. I, honestly, I think they do. I think that if video games had been marketed towards young people, gender neutral just they were marketed towards young people i think that we would have more women that were already established i mean they they were already women established i don't want to say that they they weren't that they didn't already exist as mm-hmm. a force in game design mm-hmm. but more little girls would have grown up being stoked about video games sure. and the video game industry would be better because of it and i think that the incel like gamer dude would have had a much harder time claiming it as his own. Sure. Incidentally, the reason for that was merchandising. Yep. It was Toys R Us. Yeah, yeah, because they separate boys' toys and girls' toys in separate sections. Yep. And they lump the the Nintendo merchandise into the boys' section for whatever reason. Personally, I, I don't think this is a causation thing. I think it's more of a correlation. Uh, just with how video games play into power fantasies in general, I think that the kind of person that becomes your stereotypical incel would still turn out to be a shit person regardless of how the 90s advertising performed with uh, uh, the the gender uh, roles. Sure. Totally. But they wouldn't have the, the misconception that video games are for boys. That wouldn't have been a thing that they grew up with. So while those people would still exist, those shitbags would still exist, they wouldn't be able to be like, well, pff, games used to just be forgot. Like they, they wouldn't be able to use that as an argument. <laughs> and so Is they wouldn't so- have as much of a foothold. I, I, I don't, I, I don't understand. Like, like I, like I, I'm a huge gamer. Like I don't really care who plays my favorite video yeah, I games. I don't know why they're so it's a weird thing. It's it's just another it's another form of gatekeeping. Yeah. You know, it's oh uh you like Castlevania, you know, Lords of Shadow? <laughs> Did you ever play Castlevania Simon's Quest? Oh you didn't? Well you can't really appreciate mm-hmm. Castlevania Lords of Shadow. Yeah, that's that's what it, it's like they are missing something important from their lives 
and to compensate for that, they shut other people out. Sure. So I think that if Nintendo had taken more control of, of their marketing and been like, no, video games are for everyone, create a section for them. Right. But that that's a whole other thing that it is. dives into but, a whole but, other But thing. those tangents are kind of what this show's about. So. Right. But I mean, I could just fill up the entire time with with that kind of stuff. But Sure. Right. Well, yeah, so. that, that already puts you one point ahead of David. <laughs> we're keeping score. <laughs> oh, God, we're keeping score? <laughs> you have to earn your right not to be incinerated. <laughs> Honestly, can, when we're done with this, can we just put me in the furnace? Like, <laughs> Actually, I got a better idea. Joe, let's incinerate them both, and then... <laughs> And then it'll just it'll just What's be the benefit of that. We, 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 we get rid of them; they're gone. We we can't carry this podcast just the two of us. <laughs> Why do you think I had a clone? <laughs> okay, okay, Joe. Um, we will we will take your DNA and my DNA, combine it together, mix oh. it around, and oh then, my god, and then make a, make another clone. It wouldn't want to die. <laughs> Well, me being the first clone, I already don't want to exist. Let's read Castlevania. Yeah. (laughs) So, blink of chocolate brown eyes, a smile so brilliant it dazzled Tim's brain from cerebrum to cerebellum. (laughs) Sorry. You know, you can just say brain. Like it. It's all right. I mean, if you weren't a hack writer, then yeah, yeah. you could just say that. But it's from the fifties, like some. Yeah. <laughs> wow, he'd always liked Carol Jantz since he'd started here at Howard Junior High last year. And though they shared homeroom, and Carol was nice enough to acknowledge his existence, unlike other more socially conscious teenage females who shunned him, she'd he never nails. actually sought him out. <laughs> For advice yet. Tim Bradley looked around him at the rest of the homeroom class. At the hand of the clock, close to the 8.30 bell. How come everyone wasn't watching this momentous occasion? How come there weren't trumpets and firecrackers and streamers flying through the air like New Year's Eve? Um, well, Blockbuster Discount has a real goo sale on them now, actually. More product placement. Yeah, so, um, well, Blockbuster Discount has a real goo sale on them now. I, I just wanted to revisit that. It says real goo? It says real goo. A real Ooh. goo sale on them now. The kid like, may may just be, like, nerves. That it, oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. We could read into that. I like that. I like that. Or I mean, it could just be that the writer doesn't understand 90s slang, and he thought that that was something that, that hit teens <laughs> say. He saw an episode of of Nickelodeon Gak. I was like, oh, kids like goo these days? Is that what that is? <laughs> oh, somebody got slimed. <sighs> Carol sure smelled nice, too. He realized he'd never been this close to her before, and it was not an unpleasant experience. Tim Bradley didn't normally notice girls much. There are far more important things to be thinking about in his life. However... With her brunette good looks perking just inches from him, he certainly noticed Carol. 
It was an experience with every bit the excitement of a nervous moment in the middle of a game of Zelda. <laughs> uh, I, I corrected the author, and I'd like to go back and fix that. Uh-huh. Every bit the excitement of a nervous moment in the middle of the game Zelda. Oh, good, she said. Then a small cloud dimmed her smile. Oh, dear, I haven't the faintest idea where Blockbuster Discount is. She <laughs> smiled glowingly again. Oh, I don't suppose you before be, Google. <laughs> I don't suppose you'd be willing to take me there this afternoon, would you? <laughs> At this point, Timothy explodes. <laughs> um, er, sure, sure, Carol. I'd be more than happy to take you there. It's not far away from school. I mean, it's so close that we could just walk. Magnificent. Then, then why does she? I mean, I, I get it, but she <clears> grabbed the premise. <laughs> why does she need him to take her there? Because boys. Play video games, Joe. Video games are for boys. She just, she wouldn't understand. Magnificent. She grabbed his forearm and squeezed it with enthusiasm. (laughs) See you at the flagpole outside the main entrance at 3.15 p.m. It's a date. She gave his arm another squeeze, and she was off in a flurry of skirt, fluffy blouse, swirling hair, and that wonderful flowery perfume. What? It, 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 yeah, words. Wouldn't it just make more sense in you, like in 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 the context of these kids' heads? Like, see you, uh, see you at the flagpole, because like schools have one flagpole, yeah. right? And, like, and the, like even like the th- at three fifteen, but that's too much information. Just when school ends, it's fine. Yeah, I mean that's yeah, that seems to be something that hack writers struggle with. It is um, over explaining things like time and distance. I feel like <laughs> that's I feel like that's part of uh, learning how to write. Um, you start out, or at least some people start out, not knowing how to get a lot, get a oh, lot crap. of content ac- across, and then. In in learning to do that, you know, it, it turns into a whole bunch of clutter. And then the next step is how to keep that same level of content, but whittle down the words and, mm-hmm. and so on. That wonderful flowery perfume. A date? A date with Carol Jantz, eighth grade beauty? It all sounded okay to Tim Bradley, especially since it involved video games. That was something he could talk about. He'd have problems with other stuff. Still. Get, get other interests, Tim. wasn't a date date. Not like a movie at the mall or anything formal like that. It was just him and Carol going to Blockbusters, looking for bargains, right? But the way his heart was beating, you would have thought she'd asked him to the junior prom. The bell rang. Tim picked up his books, drifted out into the hallway through the flow of noisy teens, elbowing and clomping toward first period class. The odor of chalk dust and floor wax filled the halls. Tim was fantasizing about kicking through a hot game of Double Dragon. Oh my god. Wait, let me finish it! Let me finish it! A hot game of Double Dragon. Carol Jantz by his side when he ran smack into Bert Alvin by the boys' room. Is it weird that I kind of want to bully Tim? (laughs) (laughs) Uh... (laughs) I mean, the fact that it's like, it's like, uh, 
guitarists that invite their romantic interests to band practice. Mm-hmm. Like the romantic interest doesn't want to be there. Oh. This young lady does not want to stand around watching you fucking play Double Dragon. Unless she genuinely does, which is a highly improbable. It's unlikely. I mean, maybe if they were both play, because Double Dragon, Double Dragon was a two-player game. Yeah. So you could both play. But I think that would just that would be too forward thinking for this '90s novel. Also, she's she's buying the games for her brother, so right. her interest in them could be you know, just minuscule. Maybe, and this is I'm just I'm throwing this out there. We may never know. But maybe she's lying about her brother's birthday because she wants to get video games for herself. Right. But knows that if she tries to go buy the video games herself from the store, the shitbag guy behind the counter is going to be a douchebag about it. So she's grabbing the nerdy gamer kid so that it looks like he's just helping her buy shit for her her brother. That would be some interesting commentary. So it would. So yeah, obviously, turn this whole so, book around. So I don't think this book is that be, smart. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was about to say. But yeah, so Tim was fantasizing about kicking through a hot game of Double Dragon. Carol Jance by his side when he ran smack into Bert Alvin by the boys' room. It was like running into a truck. You know, hey. I've. I'm sorry to interrupt again. Um, I've I, I I wasn't really present during the '90s. You, you guys were you guys were older older than me. Was there ever a point where people described video games as hot? Like let's play a hot game of of uh, Tetris. No. no, I could see ads in Nintendo Power magazine doing that. Nope, a hot game. No. Yeah, I could see that. Nope, but I don't think people talked that way. And I don't. I don't think it would be advertised as a hot game. Exciting, you know, like, mm. like there's a lot of different ways that I can see them describing a game unless it's like a computer magazine giving the details on Leisure Suit Larry. Yeah, that could, <laughs> that could be possibly a hot game of Leisure Suit Larry. I forgot that Leisure Suit Larry existed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, said the ninth grader frowning down from about 20 stories above tim peered up the heights from the level of bert alvin's chest to his chiseled features above hey bradley huh what's this about a date with my girl date girl yeah you know as in female pretty carol mine each of the last four words was how you accompanied talk about people by a hard poke from a forefinger uh-oh. Tim had forgotten. Carol had a boyfriend. A big boyfriend. Maybe she was getting ready to dump him, though. No matter. Tim was still dead meat if Donkey Kong here thought he was trespassing on his territory. Oh, that, uh, gee, Bert. She just wants me to take her shopping for video games. This video jockey wants to ride off in the sunset with my girl, huh? Don't well, like pal, <laughs> let me tell you. I'm perfectly capable of taking Carol to any store she wants to go to. But I tell you, I feel like putting you out of commission just for thinking about going out with my girl. What to do? What to do? Look, Bert. Sounds like a personal problem, Bert. (laughs) (laughs) I was just headed into the boys' room. Can we discuss this when I'm finished? Bert glared at him. 
Yeah, I guess so. Don't want you to have any accidents while I'm pulverizing you. Is this turning into like a lusty? Sorry, there's very that's very thoughtful of you, Bert. Which reminds me of a funny joke I heard the other day. Tim Bradley loved jokes. He loved puns too, and like he always said, the badder the better. You know, uh, Kane, I, I I understand that you're new to the show as well as new to life because you're a clone. Um, but on the show, we don't backtrack as a rule. So is this turning into a lusty... what? Oh, it, it just sounds like maybe Tim Bradley is having more descriptive fantasies about Bert. Like, he was going to play video games with Carol, or she was going to watch him play video games. <laughs> But he's getting really involved with the stuff that's happening with, with, with Bert, so... Yeah, almost as if that Timothy doesn't want to disappoint Bert. <laughs> yeah! I mean, it, that's what it sounds like. He doesn't want to disappoint Bert. But yeah, so... And like he always said, the badder the better. Why does the chicken cross the bathroom? Move it, man! I'll be waiting for you right here. Tim pushed through the swinging door. He went into a sink ran cold water, and splashed his face. Boy, oh boy, was he in trouble. What was he going to do? The word around school was that the last kid who crossed Bert Alvin, Alvin was wearing concrete braces at the bottom of Bulmer Pond? <sighs> I don't think people talk that way in the 20s. No. <laughs> also, I feel like this narrative is very telling about authority figures and how they just had no interest in bullying in public schools. And that's a larger social issue. Yeah. It feels like this was written by an alien that to, to blend in on Earth had to come up with. Like someone like quickly asked them, like, what do you do? I, 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 I'm a, I, I am writer. Yes. Writer what I do. And the only previous knowledge that this alien had was from television ads mm -hmm. from the 1950s sure. <laughs> just leave it to beaver <laughs> was that was leave it to beaver funny in like in its context in its time probably i mean it was a fairly popular show yeah people time. liked it the cleavers but yeah so tim was pretty good when it came to wrestling hulk hogan or macho man on his nintendo well, when it came to real life, <laughs> get, get other interests. <laughs> not, not everything relates to, to video games, dude. Like, again, like he's clearly he lives in a world that's not quite reality, I think. Tim. Yeah, like I said, Tim is delusional. Uh, which may be why no one wants to. Like, I don't want to victim blame, but that may be why no one wants to associate with him. <laughs> And why the only association is using him to get a video game mm -hmm. and beating him relentlessly. Right, which is what we <laughs> which is what, you know, society does to people that are different. They just, just beat them up. Like, hey Tim, you want to go get some pizza? You mean like in Tur Ninja Turtles Turtles in Time? <laughs> like, stop it. Tim, stop it. <laughs> um yeah, so he, he wasn't that kind of kid to fight much. Gosh, he was really in kind of a jam. 
And it wasn't the grape kind either. So, what, what? G Golly Willikers. Is that in the text? No, I I just oh, okay. oh, you can't it, it you was can't do the that natural to us. progression. It was the natural progression. <laughs> no, I, I I wouldn't have believed it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. G Golly Willikers just gosh, he was in really in a kind of a jam. G Golly Williker like that's that's what yeah, just yeah. seemed like the author honestly should have put it in. Yep. Are you ready for this? No. Excuse me, said a deep voice from behind him. Are you Timothy Bradley? Tim jumped. Startled, he looked up into the mirror. Standing behind him was a tall, blonde man who looked like a superhero from a comic book, only with short hair and a vulnerable, perplexed look on his face. But boy, his costume sure wasn't anything from this century. He wore what looked like handmade sheep's wool jacket and trousers with a sackcloth shirt cinched at the waist by a wide leather belt. His black boots were leather as well. He smelled, smelled distinctly of garlic. This is how you write a romance <laughs> novel. In the author's defense, I, I am kind of reading it like a romance novel. I mean, that's fair, but just those words. like that's yeah. how. <laughs> also, um, wouldn't this kid just immediately recognize him as Simon? Yeah, but the the reader maybe doesn't know that. But like, yeah, like Lord Foppington's muscles glistened in the sunlight <laughs> as he as he hewed the wood. Like that's how you write that kind of fiction. The way he's describing what I assume to be Simon Belmont. Yeah, yeah, that's that's why I was reading it the way <laughs> I was reading it. Anyway, yes, that's me. What what is this Halloween already? May Why is an adult man myself? hanging out in the junior high school restroom? <laughs> <laughs> Tim noted a distinct accent. I am Simon Belmont. I have come here to your dimension to seek your help with a dreadfully important quest. The fate of Castlevania, to say nothing of my soul, my life, and the soul and life of the woman I love are at stake. Oh, said Tim, and I thought I had problems. You do, Tim. So do. that's that's the end of of chapter two. What a witty place to leave it on. <laughs> so do we want to just keep going? Or we do might you want me well. to this is okay. fine, yeah. Chapter three. The return of Dracula. Sort of. Right. Here was Simon Belmont, the hero of Castlevania, standing before him, square jaw jutting <laughs> earnestly, oh broad chest heaving with purpose. Yes, this was Simon, all right. Tim even noticed now that gripped feverishly in <laughs> Simon's fist was a whip. <laughs> Around his neck on a leather thong was a beautiful golden ring that shone and glittered like the heart of a sun. Who's this Kane for? Kane, is this word for word? Or are you this adding is stuff? Word for word. Oh my god. <laughs> I I'm aroused. <laughs> Righteous dude said a long-haired guy with leather pants just coming into the boys' room. Aren't you Metallica or something? No, said Simon, eyes flashing with dark earnestness. I'm from Castlevania. 
great group, man. Got all your CDs. The guy cruised out of the boys' room, thrashing power chords on his heavy metal air guitar. Glad that there's some Hesher representation in this novel. (laughs) Simon looked quizzically at Tim. If you don't know, don't ask, said Tim. Sorry, now I'm like reading everything that Tim says (laughs) in like a a very sexual way. Sorry. Wait. So wait. I don't. I don't understand. Is is this like Simon Belmont as he is intended? But but like he's aware of the Castlevania, the video game. Yeah, because the place isn't called Castlevania; it's just Transylvania. Yeah. So like like he's like I'm from Castlevania. Like I I I'm from a video game. <sighs> okay. Um. Like that has implications. Like it does. Like, like the, the fact that he's aware that he's a he's a video game character, and also like, oh boy, I'm an intelligence and a, like and quote a soul unquote, and my entire existence revolves around this kid continuing to play this video game, and when he shuts it off, and like throw and he gets bored of it and throws it out, well, I guess I'm dead. Yeah, that's an existential crisis. Also, yeah. also, is he from that particular cartridge? Because there are. There are millions of copies of Castlevania. I don't think this book cares about any And of that. that's not how it works anyway. If we reference uh, Last Action Hero, mm-hmm. um, the character can be replicated through copies, but the character themselves is still the character. So if you were to enter their world or they were to enter our world... They're the character because all of the the games have the exact same information in them. That would be what 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 I would think. So does that mean that if you got two copies of um, Simon to come out at the same time and they looked at each other, that it would be the same consciousness looking back and forth, like you, you know what I mean, like two bodies, same mind. I don't really want to discuss that. That makes <laughs> that that makes me uncomfortable, especially with my my current situation. <laughs> I, I don't want to have a conversation about that. Let's let's move on. All right. Look, anyway, this is a joke, right? Everyone is ganged up on me because they know I'm an ace Castlevania player oh and God, I'm being <laughs> persecuted for my hobby. Yes, Tim, they hired an adult man to wear a costume and go into a public restroom. Because just you play you. Because, because you play yeah. Castlevania. No, no, no. Not just because you play Castlevania, but because you're an ace Castlevania mm. player. No, I swear upon my sacred honor, insisted Simon. Sure, okay. Suppose there really is a Castlevania, and you really are Simon Belmont. What's your girlfriend's name, huh? Answer me that. Why, Linda Entwistle, of course. Hmm, you've done your research. Okay, tell me then, Mr. Simon Belmont. Why do you want me to help you? Oh, God. Why? Because you are the best Castlevania player in this dimension. <laughs> so he is aware of the video game. Because this there. holy ring bestowed upon myself by none other than the beauteous Linda Entwistle guided me to you to sincerely seek your aid. I don't think this is canonical. Against who? Why, Dracula, of course. 
You see, you can't be Simon Belmont. You, I mean, I, defeat that crummy old vampire all the time. There's no time for an explanation. You must come with me immediately. I entreat you, Timothy Bradley, please. <laughs> so I don't so have time author, to explain what I don't have time to explain. The author wrote themselves into a corner. Yep. And then just just don't look at the man behind the curtain. <laughs> we gotta move the plot. It's fine. I don't know. I suddenly there was a loud pounding on the boys' room door. Hey Bradley. Come on out here. Get what you deserve. Say, if you're Simon Belmont, how'd you get here? Why, through an interdimensional doorway, of course, created by this magical ring. Show me. Get me out of here, and I'll believe you. Where would you like to go? Home. Ooh, come. Grab my whip, Timothy Bradley. (laughs) Well, it was worth a shot, thought Tim. Anything to get away from that walking dynamite truck with biceps. At the very least, he'd give this a try, and if it didn't work, he could get Muscle Brain here to use his whip on Bert. He reached out and grabbed the leather whip. Please, adult man, will you assault a child? (laughs) (laughs) It felt as though he grabbed a live wire. Yow, he said. He felt his hair stand on end. Energy coursed full throttle through his body. A burst of light zapped through his eyes. Then everything became a pleasant calm after the silent bang. (laughs) You really shouldn't play around with shocks, he told Simon. You could electrocute a guy. There's this guy outside I'd like you to... Huh? Huh? Because he just realized that he and Simon Belmont were no longer in the junior high school boys' room. They stood in his bedroom, back at home. This is where you live, is it not, Timothy Bradley? Yeah, wow, so it is. He turned newly admiring eyes toward the hero. You really are Simon Belmont. (laughs) Gee, Gallagher, Willie. No, I know, that's not (laughs) it. You acknowledge my identity. Thank you. Does that mean that you are now willing to come back with me to my homeland to rescue it from the power of darkness? This is Stranger Danger. called Dracula? (laughs) It's a little creepy, yeah. Dracula, right. I thought the old popsicle sucker was dead. Oh, indeed. Very dead. Wait, I thought the old popsicle sucker was dead. I'm not sure. (laughs) So, So, here's what happened, my guess. Dracula, right. I thought the old cocksucker was dead. Yeah. <laughs> and then the editors were like, oh dear God, no. <laughs> you can't you can't say that. This is for children. <laughs> oh, indeed. Very dead. His body has been cut oh my god. His body has been cut up. And it has been placed in five different places. Sounds pretty dead to me, Simon. What's the problem then? His curse. It spreads across my homeland. I should have burned the body and scattered the ashes to the four winds. His followers have separated his body parts and hidden them. I don't know what to do. And Linda Entwistle has been snatched away from me. She came to me in a vision and gave me this ring and whoa! One thing at a time, please, said Tim. I'm a boy of my word, Simon. I'll come with you, but I've got to pack a few important items first. (laughs) Tim began jamming stuff into an empty laundry bag. Stuff he was going to need. Like chocolate bars, a Swiss army knife, chocolate M&M, a sweater, 
some more Hershey's chocolate bars, semi sweet milk, Mr. Good Bar, and gosh, don't forget the one with almonds. His Boy Scout kit, including compass and campfire starter. So some Reese's pieces. So okay, so so th- this with this kid, it's like, hey, did you hear about that new band? And he's like, does it have to do with chocolate or video games? Uh, <laughs> no, I don't care. Yeah, he has a very limited scope of, of interest. This gym. Some Reese's pieces. Hey, if Simon Belmont really existed, maybe he could lure ET down from the skies too. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Some clean underwear. And last of all, his very best imported Godiva chocolates for emergencies, celebrations, or just for the heck of it. Um, if it's Tim not- is hoarding this this quantity of sweets in his room, that suggests a larger problem. <laughs> yeah. What what kind of problem? Um, well, hoarding food is indicative of an actual eating disorder because you're ashamed of of eating like that's a larger problem yeah but i mean maybe if he was like hoarding like actual food stuffs but this is all it's all candy it's all shit he's hiding from his mom it it is like a lot but i mean he's also hoarding it and has his imported godiva chocolate too so it's like so he's not like hoarding it because he's embarrassed about it he's fucking proud of it that's why he's stuffing it into a bag to take to castlevania with him it's true he's totally proud of it but if his mom found out that he had all that candy stowed away in there she would Mm. take it from him and he wouldn't have it anymore so i don't think he's hoarding food i think he's hiding chocolate from his mom sure also, um, I like how his his first thought is like, oh, I'm going to go fight a vampire in a vampire world. I'll, let me pet my chocolate, not, hey, Simon, help me break into a gun store and get an automatic assault rifle. <laughs> yeah, if he just rolled up to Dracula with an AK, this would be a much shorter story. <laughs> would it, though? Yeah. It would be a more interesting story. Well, I mean, the interesting part of this is is that this is the storyline of Simon's quest. Mm-hmm. So the fact that Bradley, that Timothy Bradley doesn't already know that I'm assuming then that I don't I don't understand actually. <laughs> like how how he's not aware. Yeah, because Simon's quest is, you know, Simon has to reconstruct Dracula mm-hmm. and kill him again right. to end the curse that's been placed on him. So maybe he's playing Castlevania one. Maybe like, I kind of want to go back to, to chapter one and, and look at that part again. It's, it's so not worth it. it I just want to, I'll, I'll look it up later. I'm going to have to look it up later, but yeah. So, yeah. What is all that? inquired Simon Belmont. Chocolate. And my favorite thing in the world, except maybe for bad jokes, puns, and oh yeah, video games. Chocolate? We have no such thing in Castlevania. Yes, well, historically fucking. It's a good thing I'm bringing a supply then, Simon. It's candy. Oh, yes, candy. Very bad for your teeth, though. You know, Thanks. You're, you're a pretty serious guy, aren't you? I think, Timothy Bradley, 
you'd be pretty serious too. <laughs> if you had only 48 hours to prevent your body from being totally possessed by the evil spirit of Count Dracula himself. A voice from below interrupted them. Timothy, is that you? I hear voices up there. Oops, Tim gasped, really frightened now. That's my mom. Are moms a form of evil demon here on this plane? Said Simon Belmont, spinning about and grabbing his whip ready for battle. Uh-huh. Worse. Can we just take off for Castlevania now before I really get into trouble? Footsteps sounded on the stairs. Timothy, when your father hears about this, it's going to be no video games for a month. That should do the trick. The footsteps were on the landing now, coming closer, closer, like claps of doom. Tim Bradley grabbed the whip. I think that dealing with Dracula is going to be a vacation. I think not, said Simon Belmont. Again, the shock, the feeling of being uprooted and thrown into a pool of dazzle. What is a pool of dazzle? I wish I knew. Shapes and smells and colors swirled in on him like angry ghosts. A chill bit through his shirt, making him glad he had brought along a sweater in his sack. Then darkness clutched around him like a fist. Where are we? Tim asked, when they seemed to come to a stop. Welcome, said Simon Belmont, to Castlevania. Game hint. You ready? Yeah, do it. Take the top path in the Veros Woods to get to Berkeley Mansion. That was, that was the hint. I have no idea what you're talking about, but okay. Well, I'm, I'm reading the book, and at the end of some chapters... It has game hints for when you're oh. actually playing Castlevania II Simon's Quest. I thought you just had a latent knowledge of Castlevania. <laughs> I just remembered. <laughs> uh, no, so the way it's set up is, and, and hopefully when this is in post and you guys have like the picture that's up on YouTube, hopefully you can put these game hints in there. Because <laughs> to they're on how important. much I care when I edit the video. <laughs> it's super important because right. it says game hint in like a white box and then the actual hint is upside down like they make you take the extra step of turning the book upside down so that you can read the game hint <sighs> <laughs> I like that you're that you're exasperated <laughs> They made they made you turn the book upside down. I think that was a selling point. Like there are totally hints in this. Was this before Prima strategy guides? I guess it would be since it's Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well I mean Nintendo Power uh, yeah. was was still pretty popular at that point. Sure. Chapter four Castlevania Caper. Castlevania, of course, was a name that Tim Bradley always figured came from Castle and Transylvania. The place that Simon Belmont called Castlevania, however, looked nothing like Tim imagined it might from the names alone. What Certainly... Is, why is he calling it that? He could see stone castles. Certainly, the place held all the menace implied by Transylvania, the birthplace for the legend of vampires. I don't know if that's accurate. I don't, I don't think that is. However, otherwise, it was quite a surprise. Golly, Simon! Things are really creepy here in Castlevania at night, huh? Sure thing, Scoob. <laughs> <laughs> Jinkies. <laughs> things sure are spooky here. What's that song being sung? This is Halloween. This is <laughs> Halloween. 
I mean, that's three years later. This yeah. book came out three years before that movie. Simon Belmont lifted an eyebrow. Creepy? Yes, certainly. But it's not night here now, Tempesty. It's broad daylight. Tim Bradley took a double take. Hey, that's the moon up there, isn't it? No, Timothy, that's the You're sun. stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Since the curse of Dracula came upon this dimension, a shadow has been cast over my land, and a chill has touched its heart. Tim shivered. Boy, I'll say. I mean, take a <laughs> yeah. look at this place. Yeah, so, normally, normally Transylvania is just is so well known for its sunny disposition. Actually, <laughs> actually, it is. It's a beautiful country. I, I had no idea. Yeah, yeah, it's a beautiful country. I was obsessed with Vlad Pepish for a while. And so I read up all about the different things that you can expect in Romania. But technically, it's not Transylvania that the, the Dracula myth comes from. It's Wallachia. But regardless. And what a place it was. Castlevania looked like a cluster of medieval towns, but drawn by a madman in a depression, and inked with about a thousand color shades of dark. Buildings slanted dangerously. Towers leaned further than the Tower of Pisa. That, that makes me think they would fall over then. Yeah. You know, uh, it, it may be colored with a thousand shades of dark, but, what if, but did they use 50 shades of gray? Not yet. <laughs> Clearly, this writer doesn't know shit about architecture. No, I mean, Tim Bradley's only 14. That, that book comes later. <laughs> the thatched roof houses looked like they'd been left in the sun too long and then quick frozen. The place smelled foresty, but a forest filled with mold, fungus, and mildew. The single yeah. bright aspect was the taste of gingerbread in the air. It made Tim hungry enough to take out a Hershey bar and start chewing. The candy boosted his spirits. So anyway, here we are, he said between bites. We don't have to worry about Bert or my mom in Castlevania. You want to tell me Dracula. the rest of the story? <laughs> Simon Belmont nodded greatly. When I killed Dracula, after all that struggle, boy, you bet it's a struggle. Took me a whole two months to win my first game. I thought my thumbs were going to fall You're off. talking to the actual Simon! Who, has, who was the guy actually being, like, hurt? Like, yeah, and clearly Tim has just become unmoored from reality at this point. Well, I think it's important to note that it, in the original, if we're, we're basing this out, that he was playing the original Castlevania game, right? Mm-hmm. So, in order for it to have taken two months, mm. he would have had to have gotten Simon killed hundreds of times. Yeah. So, the question is, does Simon know that he's died hundreds of times? Since he knows okay? it's a video game? Since he yeah. knows all of this? Because he knows that Tim exists. Right, that's what I'm saying. That he's, yeah. that so he's really he good to... at controlling his body to force him to kill Dracula. Just just puppet mastering him. <laughs> but wouldn't it make just as much sense for, for uh, Simon to come to our dimension, tell Timothy, yeah, hey, just, just make sure that you finished, you know, the game. I just need you to finish it to make sure that I beat Dracula. And then he goes back, and that's all. Because it's like, <laughs> six, it's six of one, half dozen of the Why other. Why do we need Tim? That we we read 
the, the Metal Gear novel that was also in this series, and it was just the story. I mean, it was they took all kinds of liberties, but it was just the story of Metal Gear. Why do we need this Tim? Uh, I think because Captain N, I think, was still around at the time. And I think that the guy that that wrote this book was just grasping for any type of inspiration. Sure. You know, instead of just playing the fucking video game and just writing a book based off of the video game that he played, which probably would have been the easiest way to do it, mm-hmm. he instead is kind of jocking Captain N. Sure. Which, do you both know what Captain N is? The Game Master. That is correct. Yeah, so his controller was on his belt, and he was with, like, Simon Belmont, and it was, like, a whole thing. So, so yeah, that's Simon frowned and put his hands on his hips. Please, you're going to have to keep a little quiet so that I may relate my story. Shut the fuck oh. up, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Tim. Oh, yeah, sorry about that. After all that struggle, after I defeated Dracula, I did not realize that I should have burned his body and scattered the ashes. No, I thought I had won the day, and so I left him with the stake in his heart. I knew something was wrong when my beautiful Linda, whom Dracula had captured, did not come back to me. Simon put a hand over his heart, lowered his head, and sighed. Or she just was tired of her shit. That's more likely. (laughs) He's wearing a fucking sackcloth. Like that... That's uncomfortable to no end. A pang nudged Tim. Gee, he really felt sorry for this guy. After all that effort, he doesn't get the love of his life back. It was at this moment that Tim Bradley determined that, yes, he would do his very best to help Simon Belmont. This was a good man. Once once again, I'm sorry, I keep interrupting. Like, Like, just as I'm thinking this over and just turning it over in my head, wouldn't it make more sense for Simon to come here and then murder the writers of the Dracula se- uh, of the Castlevania series because they keep making sequels where Dracula comes back so he has to stop that from happening well i mean does that mean that he ceases to exist at that point or does he still exist because of the previous games like if he kills the, the, the creators s- if he kills the people that thought him up does he cease to exist after that? The, the timeline has collapsed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that would be the Twilight Zone twist, is that like he realizes that he's a fictional character, and this writer is hurting him. So he, he finds some gateway into the, the world of the writer, kills the writer, and then has that realization. Like, oh, by killing the writer, I cease to exist, which I think would, would have been a much better story <laughs> than... Really anything that we've read on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's okay, Simon, said Tim. We'll get her back together. Even though this is the weirdest looking place I've ever seen, and I'm not really sure if this is a dream. Oh. That, that, thanks, Tim. That This is, this is my, my country, but thanks, oh, I guess. make no mistake. This is no dream. Dracula is very real, and his power is far more than I thought it was. When I left his body in his coffin, his helpers came. They cut Dracula into five parts. This is part of the game. His evil soul swept throughout the dimension, a temporary stay from its banishment. For you see, Timothy Bradley, the soul of Dracula has 48 hours to find a body to possess so that it can remain here. 
like bad movie music, a wind swept through some nearby trees, snatching off the last of the leaves and rattling the limbs. A shiver of dread went up Tim Bradley's spine. Yikes, he realized. This was no Halloween prank. This felt like the real thing. All right, I, I don't know if this is appropriate, but well, he's in a fucking other world. <laughs> <laughs> what does it take yeah. to yeah. convince you? He's in another world. It's obviously yeah. not a Halloween prank. <laughs> like, he was just in the fucking bathroom with Simon Belmont and then was transported to his bedroom so that he could gobble up all of his chocolate and candy. <laughs> and then now he's been transported to another plane. What part of that could remotely be a Halloween prank? And of course it feels like the real thing. It is the real thing. Oh, yeah. I, I think that that's him subconsciously trying to deal with the fact that he's just hallucinating. Right. It's all delusional again. Yeah. You mean like me? Simon Belmont turned a haunted look toward Tim. No, me, you. Why would he want you? He must possess the last person he infected with his blood, said the hero. He unrolled his sleeve. On his arm were three parallel grooves, filled with scabbed blood. The scars of Dracula, Timothy Bradley. I am the person he must possess. And this is the true problem. This is why I need an aide to help me through Castlevania. This is why I need your help so desperately. You mean if he takes you over, you'll become a vampire? Yes. And then the monsters shall rule my beloved home of Castlevania. True dread jolted Tim Bradley. He felt the intense need for a Hershey's Big Block come over him. Jesus fucking Christ, Tim. <laughs> and where was his pack? Oh, yes. He bent over and rummaged through the contents with his hand. Sounds pretty serious, Simon, as he's stuffing handfuls of confection <laughs> into his fucking face. <laughs> Sounds pretty serious, Simon. Oh, no, no. oh man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. You said you've got great. two days to stop Dracula. I suppose that means you have to find those body parts, right? Oh, no, no. Joe, I'm, I'm, I've gotten to the point where, where you're at. I, I want to bully Tim. <laughs> I just want to slap his hand. Like, every time he goes to put the, the fucking chocolate in his face, I just, no. no! No! No more! No snacking! No snacking! This is serious fucking business, you little turd. <laughs> I suppose that means you have to find those body parts, right? You put them together, you fight them again, you beat them again, and this time you destroy them forever. You found the chocolate bar and gripped it. Hey, you know, this would make a fantastic video game. <sighs> I, he said, right looking into the camera. <laughs> just just give, give, give me two seconds. Yeah, yeah do your thing. <laughs> yeah. In the heart of Transylvania, yeah. the Vampire Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. I'm back. He turned around, starting to tear the wrapping off the candy bar. In fact... Stop smacking! <laughs> Stop it! I'm going to write to a game company immediately and suggest that... Yikes! 
Shut the fuck up. <laughs> the was set in good cause, for Simon Belmont was no longer totally Simon Belmont. Greetings, mortal, said the voice of Count Dracula. Come to Castlevania for an early and unpleasant death, I take it? Tim Bradley dropped his candy bar. For fucking thank you. Yes. That's, <laughs> that's an appropriate more. response to the situation. <laughs> At what point does Simon can go like, man, I really got the wrong team. Like, this ring, there's something wrong yeah. with this ring. There's something wrong with this ring. <laughs> well, just like Yoda and Empire Strikes Back. Like, God damn it. <laughs> We got the wrong kid, man. We got the wrong fucking kid. <laughs> Chapter five. You're going to love this. <sighs> Dr. Simon and Mr. Dracula. See what they did there? <sighs> see what they did there? It's real clever. See, see what he did there? Huh? I, my, dog, huh? my dog came into my room because he was concerned about me. <laughs> Dr. Simon and Mr. Dracula. Only instead of an experimental potion. Oh, wait a blood. minute, wait a minute, I, wait, I think I get it, uh-huh. it's, it's the, it's the confrontation that Deagle and the other Hobbit had over the ring, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's that works. Keep going. I got it, I'm a smart person. <laughs> Simon Belmont was undergoing a transformation like nothing Tim Bradley had ever seen before. Fucking no obviously! Fucking... <laughs> Fuck! His back was bending over like a hunchback's, and his fingers grew hairy. His nose lengthened and tapered to a point, his face thinning, his mouth drawing into a cruel sneer. Simon's a luger. <laughs> I thought vampires were supposed to be handsome. Am I am I full of shitters of or something? This, this book, it's yeah, fine. None just, of this matters. Yeah, because it's getting worse. The hair became limp and <laughs> greasy. It was like Doctor Jekyll turning into Mister Hyde, only much, much worse. And the eyes, the eyes became narrow slits behind which pupils glowed like live coals in a furnace. They burned through Tim like laser beams edged with razor blade. God. Damn it. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> if Tim Bradley could have screamed, he would have let out a long, loud one. Unfortunately, he was so filled with fucking chocolate that he couldn't get <laughs> up. No, I'm sorry. sorry. Is that no, in the book? No, obviously or... <laughs> it's not. Unfortunately, he was so paralyzed with fear that he could barely move, let alone make a sound. I'm sorry. I... <laughs> no, no, I, I approve. It was a good one. <laughs> Dracula was taking over Simon Belmont's body. Aha! You are a puny little nothing, aren't you? Why ever did Simon Belmont choose you? Asked Dracula's voice, coming from Simon's transformed body. I can see that my success in taking over his body is virtually assured. Oh yeah, Tim blurted, breaking out of his freeze, which of course the chocolate sprays all over the place. (laughs) All over Dracula, Simon. (laughs) Dracula, Just, just everywhere. It's just fucking chocolate and Reese pieces just everywhere. <laughs> just, just spit take of Reese's pieces. Just fucking smells like the buffet line at a fucking Cold Stone. Just, just everywhere. 
Oh, man. Oh, yeah? Tim blurted, breaking out of his freeze. I happen to have already beaten you 19 times. Is that right, mortal? I I can't. Just can't. I certainly remember none of those times. You are a silly thing, aren't you? I shall enjoy hearing you squeal and feeling you squirm when I sink my lovely fangs into your soul. I'm starting to get anxiety thinking about this timeline and how it works. Is that the tooth? Tim shot back. Arg! cried Dracula's voice. Simon's body jerked back as though physically struck. His weakness is a pun! I abhor puns! If there's oh my God, anything is. I can't stand more, it's stupid, silly jokes. That's why they need Timothy. He's a master of puns. Because <laughs> he's a stupid asshole with a bad sense of In humor. His face full of candy. <laughs> yeah. Really? Well then, Drac, maybe you'd known why a duck flies looking down? No. Stop or I shall tear you to pieces. Because he doesn't want to quack up. Oh, the vampire's Dracula's killing him. <laughs> to be merely superimposed be, over that of Simon Belmont. To be fair to Dracula, I'm having the same reaction. <laughs> right. Yeah, but Dracula's in a position to kill this little shit. That's, that's, <laughs> make the book better. Just rip him yeah, in just, half like a fucking phone yeah, book. Just, fucking, just pop his head off. <laughs> just fucking yeah. pop his head off. And that double image face was freaking out. Dumb joke. Stupid joke. No, Drac said Tim Bradley, sensing victory within his grasp. It's a foul joke. The vampire's face contorted with outrage. His eyes bugged so wide, they appeared as though they were going to pop out. Bah, he said. I shall revenge myself upon you for that, mortal. Take heed. Your blood and your soul will belong to me. Don't count Dracula your chickens before they're hatched, wimpire. So I know that the format that you guys run with is different. Can can we just, instead of continuing to read the book, can we just uh-huh. write our own end? <laughs> I mean, it'll it'll make the episode short. So I've got it already. So, Hold on, I've got it already. Yeah, I mean, we we will do this sometimes. We'll theory craft better versions of this. So that we're reading. Tim Bradley stands triumphantly after throwing that last shitty pun at Dracula. Where fires erupt below him and burn him to a crisp, his charcoal form laying mute in the fucking dirt. The end. <clears throat> My version would be, upon hearing the last joke, Simon figure that maybe Dracula isn't so bad and let him possess him. <laughs> yeah, and then Dracula killed him. Yeah, Dracula just rips his head off and bathes in his fountaining fucking gore. Probably not, because there's just chocolate fucking everywhere. <laughs> oh, yeah. He rips them open, just chocolate comes out. <laughs> I'm, I just wonder, like, you know how vampires get drunk if their victims were drunk when they, they drained them? I did not know that. They, it depends on your, your Yeah, blood. but I mean, generally, whatever has affected the victim's blood has affected the vampire in most of the stories. Yeah. Does that mean that vampires can get AIDS? There's some things have gone. Yeah, that. I think Anna yeah, is going to touch like on that a little bit. There's like a whole thing. There is a TV show called 
Oh, <clears throat> what the fuck was it? It was a ghost, a vampire, and a werewolf. Being human. That's what it was called. And there was a disease that only vampires got. Like, humans were infected by it, and it was just like a light flu or something like that. But when it moved to vampires, it wiped out most of the race. Huh. But if we're holding on to the, if you drink somebody's blood that's really high on acid, the vampire's going to trip. If you drink the blood that somebody's drunk. If Dracula drains this child, we will see our first diabetic vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Like, he would have to let people take insulin for their own diabetes and then drain those mm. people. But Dracula didn't even get a scream out for that one. The fanged mouth just opened incredibly wide and then pop. The flattened picture of the Count imploded, leaving Simon back the way he'd originally been, only looking more pained if that was possible. That was the very worst yet, he said. You cursed vampire... Almost had me then. If not for you and your jokes, my new friend, I surely would have fallen under his sway. <sighs> yep. Yep. Hey, give yourself some credit. You put some willpower into that battle, I'm sure, said Tim. He was feeling braver already. That old fool wasn't such a danger after all. Ha <laughs> ha! This would be just like an easy video game. You realize that now Count Dracula will be after your body and soul as well. Tim shrugged nonchalantly. I can handle it. As he stuffs Reese pieces into his fucking mouth. He doesn't actually. I'm just... I mean, he, he, <laughs> he probably, probably is. is. It's implied. If he defeats me and gains the use of my body and remains in this dimension, he will take great pleasure in flaying every inch of your skin off. I think this is Simon projecting now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, he's sure gonna have a good time just cleansing you slowly. <laughs> Tim Blink, and after he pours salt on all your raw nerves, he will dip you into a vat of acid. You see, that's what's wrong with society. You can't call Count Dracula an old cocksucker, but you could vividly describe removing yeah, skin is... and then pouring salt on the open wound. Yeah, it's a weird standard. Tim gulped. And then, Timothy Bradley, he will start torturing you. Oh. Uh, oh, oh, then Whoa. it starts. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, Simon, you know, I think I'm going to need more chocolate for this little expedition. Oh my gosh. Uh, fuck up. And uh, I just remembered I'm allergic to garlic. Maybe you'd better get my older brother, Fred. He's really much better than I am at Castlevania. However, Simon Belmont had already spun on his heel and started down the road. Come, Timothy Bradley. We shall go to the local tavern, 14-year-old, where we shall <laughs> get our supplies and plan our strategy. Tim Bradley... And consort with the saucy ladies of the evening. <laughs> exactly. Step one of the plan, eat chocolate. Yeah, oh. yeah. Step two of the plan, mix Reese pieces with the Hershey's Big Block. <laughs> and then, before I go to sleep, I'm going to nibble on some of my fancy Godiva chocolate. Pour it over ice cream for a nice parfait. <laughs> Tim Bradley stood still for a moment, trying to figure a way out of this business. But then the darkness closed in, cold and ominous. He grabbed his bag of necessities and tripped on down the cobblestones after the blonde hero. 
so in the, the beginning, we establish that Tim Bradley and his mama have this kind of relationship about his video games. And then I don't know where we're going. Like, I feel yeah, so it doesn't. Confused. I was actually thinking, like, it doesn't seem like his video game skills are going to help this situation at all. No, I don't think they like, are. It seems like the book is calling attention to the fact that his being good at video games is, is doing him no benefit in Castlevania. But having a shitty sense of humor, yeah. which I would argue is offensive to everyone. <laughs> you know, not just vampires. Um, but yeah, like, yeah. where is this going? Like, why not just, t- like you were saying earlier, why not just tell the story of Castlevania II Simon's Quest? And then we wouldn't have this incredibly punchable <laughs> chocolate-addicted child to not make the story better. To hurt it. <laughs> just yeah. hurting it. Like, if I had read this book before playing Castlevania II Simon's Quest, mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you, I don't know if I would have wanted to play the game. Now, obviously, I'm looking at this through the eyes of a 38-year-old. Right. But, you know, I, I can kind of remember... If if I read this, I wouldn't want to have eyes anymore. I sure <sighs> as fuck wouldn't have wanted to play Castlevania no. 2. I wouldn't have been interested at all. I'd have been like, this. <laughs> this seems like a book that your great uncle gets for you who mm-hmm. hasn't seen you in, in, you know, 10 years since you were like two years old. Sure. And he gets you this book because he heard from your, your aunt and your aunt's friend that you liked the video games. And so he got this book for this kid. Like that's, that's what this feels like. This book, this book is not like nobody bought this book stoked i think this book was just old people bought it for kids not really sure sure what was going on because like even if you were like if you if you saw this at the scholastic book fair you would still and like you were the kind of kid who would buy a book you would probably still flip through this go this is bullshit and put it back oh immediately yeah like oh that's fucking stupid glad they did that to castlevania and then move on my way Mm-hmm. Well, I just want you to know mm-hmm. so that the listeners can be on the edge of their seats for the next episode after this one that Tim Bradley took a drink of the hot cocoa he'd mixed over the hearth fire of the Heart and Soul Tavern. Where did he? He just stuffed Swiss Miss into his pants. <laughs> <laughs> He's just shaving off chunks of Hershey's Big Block into a cup of boiling water and just drinking liquid chocolate. Oh, Jesus. Um, fuck, man. If you're, if you're, you know, if you're listening to this on a place with a comment section, how much do you want to punch Timothy? And, and which, which version of David do you like better? The original or the clone? And which one would be more likely to survive in Castlevania? Uh, neither. <laughs> I can attest to that right now. Having played almost all of them, 
neither. Yeah, it's a dangerous place. We're both gonna die. It's almost as bad as fucking the world of Diablo. Yeah, yeah. Diablo's probably worse though. It's pretty no, I mean, if we if we base it off of the the new animated series that's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh the fucking world of Castlevania is really fucking bad too. That's true. On par. Yeah, more 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 meat for the comments section, which which is a more dangerous world, Diablo or Castlevania. Okay, <laughs> yeah, don't you know, we don't forget we have a Patreon, it keeps this show going and allows us to pay for legal underground cloning machines. Um, so if you want to kick us a couple bucks to keep our clone farm running, do. If you're a YouTube listener, don't forget to like, subscribe, and click the fucking bell because it it's good to do it, I guess. And a uh, a a Patreon donation of fifty dollars will get you your very own David clone. But not this one. I'm no. a person. I'm a person. Damn it. And you can do whatever you want with it. <laughs> Just fucked up, man. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, if indeed you still are, have a wonderful night. Farewell. What if they're listening in the morning? Fuck you. Fuck you. Get back in your box. Any copyrighted content contained within this podcast is used for purposes of review. Brainworms podcast is David Combs, Christian Schaefer, and Joseph Wells. Editing and post-production by David Combs. Art provided by Kane Magdalene. The theme music is HodgePod Number no. 1 by Brian Davis. If you like what you heard, please support us on Patreon or Ko-Fi, or by leaving a review on your favorite listening app. 